When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. When most people hear the name Reba, they think of the country music legend who has her own TV show. But when us Wisconsinites hear the name Reba, we think of the farm superstar with her own radio show. This is the Farm Report with Reba McClone. Good morning and happy Thursday. It is Thursday, January 9th at 5.05 in the morning. Taking a look at what we have in our show today, I'll be talking with you about different trends in meat markets and, and what your local butcher shop might be seeing as trends. We also have Caitlin Riley talking about connecting with consumers in the dairy industry. And then lastly, Josh Scramlin will be talking with us about the farm couples weekend that the UW Extension is going to be offering. So we've got a lot coming up in the show today. Stay tuned. Do you have a sweet little bundle of joy in your life that sounds like this? Or maybe even like this sometimes? Well, regardless if they're laughing, crying, sleeping, eating, or anything else the babies do, we here at the Farm Report want to give your baby a free Farm Report baby bib and turn them into a fabulous farm baby. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke and Quick Trip have teamed up, and all you have to do is head to MidwestFarmReport.com and tell us where to send that bib. This has all been made possible thanks to the good people at Quick Trip as they support Wisconsin agriculture. I don't know about you, but I admit to having some vices, and one of my vices is going to office supply stores. I like pens and pencils because I'm a writer on the side. And another place I really like to hang out is meat markets. Nothing tickles my fancy much more than walking into a meat market on a Saturday afternoon and picking out some great-looking ribeyes or some T-bones or even breaking out and grabbing a porterhouse once in a while. I'm Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And, Josh, do you think that's a bad vice to have? (laughs) Well, if I did, then I would be hypocritical because I have that vice as well. Josh Scramlin here on the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, Scott, I'm just like you. I love going to the local meat market. I love looking at all the sausages and the specialty foods. And, you know, quality and local are buzzwords in the food market right now, especially when it comes to meat. And that's giving local butchers the opportunity to step into a needed area. And they have adapted to it very gracefully with a changing market. And our very own Reba McClone has more on that. Reba? How we shop and where we purchase the products that we need to put on our table have changed over the years. And with that change comes a shift in business as well. Local butchers used to pepper across the countryside, but now they seem to be few and far between. I talked with Mike Clark, who's one of the owners of Lodi Sausage Company and Meat Market, about how that change in the amount of local butchers and meat processors has affected his business. We we were kind of, you know, scared five years ago, kind of when the economy was down and things, but, you know, food is something that people always need. So we were still doing okay, but we were a little worried that some things may go away, like our processing of beef and hogs and things like that, because families aren't, you know, cooking at home as much. They're not having freezers at home to be able to stock that much meat. Um, but it actually went opposite. There was less people, you know, obviously doing what we were doing, less meat markets around and that were closing and things like that. So we've actually grown on that side of the business and we um, continue 
continue to grow with that processing of local beef and hogs and lambs and things for people. Obviously, the fairs during the summer, we process a lot of those animals. And uh, that side of the business has been one that has really been a mainstay for my dad over 30 years. And then, obviously, we kind of, again, thought it might kind of slow down, but it's actually grown, and we're booking out probably four to five months to get, like, beef in. And so it's really a process that is uh, needed in the area. And so they're looking for even more processors to come in because there's it's a hard thing to do to book out that far for growing beef and things like that for processing. So you're busier in that aspect. Has that led to busier in the front of the store as well? You know, yeah. So actually, you know, that's another local foods is kind of a big deal. So we're actually, you know, we have firsthand contact to all that, um, you know, good meat. We can obviously get our own hogs in and process them um, from good farmers in the area. We know how they're raised, what they're given, what kind of feed. Um, same with the beef side. We've got options of grass-fed, Holsteins, Angus, whatever you're looking for. So that makes a big difference because we can control what goes through, you know, our store. And uh, we can provide a better product, we feel, that way by dealing with local farmers who know what their animals are, are about. And we can actually, you know, know what the outcome is going to be with the meat. What are you seeing in the trends that might be shifting for what products people are buying? Sure. So we, I know, tend to be the snack items are really popular. So we do do some wholesaling to grocery stores in Madison area, uh, Metcalf's, Miller and & Sons, and then we do some gas stations, you know, around our area. And it seems like they go through so much of our product. I mean, we have a hard time keeping up. So that gets our name out there gets our product that's won lots of awards out there, um, gets them to maybe check out our website and order something that way, or even stop in Lodi to see and check out our product. So the local, you know, what's going on like with local meats and things like that and people, you know, appreciating that has really helped our business because we've been able to push it out there a little further than just Lodi and uh, bring in some new customers that way with our specialty products. And you talked about some of that wholesaling. Do you have contacts with restaurants that are local to do that locally sourced meat as well? We do. So we have um, many restaurants in, in the Lodi area, in Lake Wisconsin area. So Fitz is on the lake, Fishtails, you know, we do uh, Katie's Bar and Grill, um, Spring Creek Restaurant in town. So we do have a lot of restaurants in the area that get fresh ground uh, chuck every day, uh, which makes a difference when your meat is, you know, ground fresh. It's good, lean, um, quality burger, which is, you know, hard to find nowadays. So we do a specialty blend uh, with that chuck and they uh, they do very good they sell a lot of burgers so that helps us out too so in the mornings we're doing that preparing that every day for the restaurants they also get some other cuts from us here and there that they need to fill in and uh, so we feel really lucky that we have a lot of support that way from the community and gets our name out there again to people that try it at a restaurant and they'll come back and buy from us usually have you seen a shift in the overall or general clientele that's been coming in we're pretty lucky I mean, obviously, in general, like, um, Lodi's, you know, growing in ways that are different than it was before. So there's younger families in town and things like that. And they seem to really, you 
you know, appreciate the local feel and the local businesses. So they do shop uh, here. Obviously, they're busy and they commute and they have to get main things at where they're, you know, maybe the grocery store and things. But otherwise, we do have a, you know, a very good um, market of people that come in and shop here, you know, on a, on a weekly basis. So we do have a lot of, you know, support from the community, which is really nice feel. And do you find when people are coming in for those fresh meat products, are they looking for something that they're maybe not finding in the grocery store or are they picking up kind of their ground beef and everything here? Some people will do, we've got, you know, meat bundles and and different things that they can pick up in bulk. And we do do a discounted price on anything that they would buy in bulk. But they do, yeah, shop here for many of their, you know, ground beef and things like that. But also the specialty steaks, you know, for the summertime, um, a lot of grilling out and things. We've got some, you know, a little better quality we try and carry is like kind of that end is kind of where where we specialize in. And so we feel like, you know, when you get a steak from us, it's going to turn out great. And that's what we you know we want them to come here and have that you know experience and that's kind of what we're about and then obviously adding in some of our other products that we specialize in to to provide to their guests so it works out really well and earlier you had mentioned that you have some of those award-winning products let's talk about some of those because like you said you've been here for 30 years so you guys have kind of made an art of it almost yeah we we're really lucky our sausage maker has also been here 30 years with my dad he went to a school in Finnemore and learned the meat school and so to to make sausages kind of especially you know type of you know experience to be able to learn all that and what to do with it and it's kind of a cr- very creative i mean and so he's been doing it for 30 years so that really helps we've got someone in place that kind of can make the same product and he learned from jim peterson who had the store before all his recipes and things like that so we have all those so he he does a great job in obviously putting out a quality product and a consistent basis and um, obviously that we do cook in small batches. I mean, four or 500 pounds is small to some people that might not sound small, but when you go to bigger meat industry, you know, meat packaging companies, they're pushing through thousands of pounds a day. So we feel pretty lucky with yeah, our recipes that we have. They're, they're very old school, but they've obviously, you know, kind of been a mainstay around the area. And uh, so we make a summer sausage recipe that is just unbelievable. We've got a garlic flavor that a lot of people like. Like we implemented a jalapeno and cheese, which is really taken off. And then same with like the snack sticks and uh, things like that. We've got many different flavors that we use and that we um, put out there. So he's won many awards. Our, our whole muscle jerky is amazing. Um, he's won tons of first places in Wisconsin. Internationally, he's won gold medals for it. Um, also, we make a dried beef. If people, I mean, it's kind of, again, it's very well smoked. It's got kind of that salty sweet sweet flavor to it. Um, we saw a lot of that. So little specialty items that you can't get everywhere that are really made the right way. Do you find that a lot of the people who work in the meat processing industry that you are hiring stay in for the long haul or do you kind of have difficulties finding people who want to stay? You know, we, we've been really lucky with that. So we have many employees that have been here a long period of time. You know, there's three that have been over here, you know, over 20 years. There's probably two that have been here over 10 years and then some that have been here seven, eight years. So we've been very lucky with that. Again, the, the meat industry is doing very well right now. Um, there's a lot of, you know, people buying specialty foods, locally, you know, raised foods. So we're very lucky that we're able to, you know, make sure to give back to them and make sure they have a 
you know a good wage and a good good income and if we do well we can you know give back in different ways so we really appreciate our employees like we could not do what we do we're we're a very small business we have about eight employees and they work very hard every day just to make this happen because it's hard labor it's not easy to do this um, we all chip in in different places we all go to the processing plant help out there and then obviously with the the smoking and cooking and and stuffing of all the sausage we've got people helping with that the packaging so it takes a it takes a lot of people to get all the the meat done and wrapped in the, the correct way which is important one area that I think may have grown for you has been online sales. Tell me about that transition and having to basically manage a business within a business. My dad has been in production his whole life. He worked at Oscar Mayer out of school, worked for John Morrell. Um, so he bought all the pigs and things like that for all these big companies, and he worked in the production end, and he was very good at it. So he did a, a lot of that work and then came and bought his own business because he wanted to get away from that and have something smaller. Well, he obviously really did really good with the company in production. I kind of went off and did business, went to business management, did sales and things like in marketing. So I was able to bring back some sales and marketing on that end to kind of grow the business with all of this good product they had, they weren't really pushing it out there or putting it out into the marketplace. So I think doing that has really gained our customer base, made it a lot larger, which then again, during different times of year, when they have a deer or they want to get us, you know, a half a hog or a quarter of beef, like they're calling us because they've had our product and they know it's good and they know that, you know, we've been around for a long time and we're going to give them a good product. So we feel really lucky that way that we've kind of, me and my dad kind of came together and it's worked really well. We weren't sure at first, but uh, he's uh, allowed me to kind of run with it and actually, you know, bring our product out there and push it out there a little more than we did before. And what are some of your main feelings regarding being a local butcher still? Really, we just feel very lucky to be in, you know, the industry my dad obviously has grown up in. He grew up on a farm. We still have that home farm. And so he, you know, loves animals and has his whole life. And now that he has this business that he's been able to have this long and successful and then have the support of the community, it's been really, um, you know, really nice to us and our family. And uh, we appreciate all the, the community and all the support. That was Mike Clark, one of the owners of Lodi Sausage Company and Meat Market, talking about how things have changed over the years and what they're doing and different trends that they've seen in the local butcher industry. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Reba McClone. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Need to get some rest. This the worst headache ever. Mm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Signs like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. 
There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. From Rodeo Queen to Radio Queen, this is the Farm Report with Reba McClone. Good morning and welcome back. It is 521 right now and this is Reba McClone talking with egg meteorologist Stu Muck about how things are going to be looking. Stu, how are you doing so far this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? You know, I can't complain. It was a nice, easy drive-in because there's no real weather going on, it seems like. Well, there's always weather, but nothing crazy. Yeah, and, and it's a big change from yesterday when, you know, we started out around 10 at Madison uh, this morning. Everybody's in the 20s. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. No, I'd hope you wouldn't. It's just a real nice change. We said one real cold day, and there it was yesterday. Just didn't warm up for much of anything. But the high-pressure system that caused that to happen, that kept the skies clear, that's off to the east. Now we look at a low-pressure system. Moved up from eastern Colorado, heading up into eastern Nebraska. It's going to head up to Lake Superior by late today. A little snow here and there. Central Illinois, west-central Minnesota. But with that low pushing northeast and a front along with it, I'll have to say there'll be at least a little chance of some light snow or freezing rain, more likely just a little rain as we head toward midday. A little mix of precipitation earlier this morning, almost anywhere, not going to add up to any great measure. Just a little bit of precipitation. That system moves way up into Lake Superior in a way. We lose a little bit of our temperature, nothing drastic, still sounds very fine into Friday. That's when that bigger storm system is going to build up out of the southwest. And I'll lay out what to expect as far as, yes, snow and probably accumulates as we make our way through Saturday night and early Sunday. I'll check those details right after this. Castles? culture and cows. That's the combination we've got lined up for you on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yonke inviting you to come along to Scotland and Northern Ireland September 15th through the 25th. We'll start off with three nights in Glasgow where we'll cruise Loch Lamont, tour the Inverary Castle, then it's on to historic Edinburgh and touring the capital cities of Belfast and Dublin. Just think about the history there. You want to talk history? We'll be touring the Titanic Belfast Museum and also witnessing the breathtaking Giants Causeway. We've got agricultural highlights included, a visit to an Ireland dairy farm, and the fantastic National Museum of Rural Life in Scotland. Call 800-826-2266 for details or email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Also online, holidayvacations.com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. 
All right, and we're back on the line with Ag Meteorologist Stumuck, so it sounds like we're going to be getting some snow that'll stick. There will be some winter. It happens this weekend. But today is still Thursday, not a bad day, although with that low building in cloudy skies, a little light snow or some freezing rain possible this morning, mixing with changing to some light rain before it's done here as we head into the afternoon, not amounting to much of anything, a hundredth of an inch or two, that's about all. A breezy day, though, temperatures in the mid and upper 40s with the southeast winds 8 to 18, gusting near 30 or 35, a little rain lingering in the east and south tonight, and otherwise mostly cloudy upper 20s with the south winds 10 to 20 gusting to 30 becoming northwest late in the night and then cloudy skies friday still not bad low to mid 30s north winds 5 to 10 saturday cloudy skies a little snow developing in the afternoon still light on saturday afternoon maybe up to an inch in the southeast where it'll be heaviest saturday's highs in the upper 20s the northeast winds 10 to 20 gusting to 35 the heavier snow saturday night southeast wisconsin could be heaviest reba somewhere there around four to six inches it gets lighter to the west and north all right thanks sue we'll check in with you tomorrow this is the farm report with pam yonke being in the army national guard is about more than serving your country it's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most the army national guard makes college affordable and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free do you want to stay close to friends and family The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Another regular ride idea from Madison Auto Trim. No doubt, long-term exposure to road salt can really eat up a car. You never want your vehicle to get the nickname Winter Beater, Clunker, or Rust Bucket. Madison Auto Trim will rust-proof your vehicle and protect it from road salt exposure, acid rain, and other corrosive materials. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories. Affordable luxury you deserve to have. Improve what you already got and rig your ride with Madison Auto Trim. Carrier has a complete line of home heating products to keep your family comfortable this winter without burning your budget. With smart temperature management and remote access options, it's easier than ever to control your home's climate. And Carrier energy-efficient systems can help reduce utility bills without sacrificing comfort. For more complete comfort and greater peace of mind, turn to your Carrier expert. Call Modern Heating and Cooling in Black Earth or your Carrier factory-authorized dealer, Griber Heating and Sheet Metal in Wanakee. The gold. The high fives. The happy dances complete with jazz hands and fist bumps. Be part of all the action at Coach's Sports Bar and Restaurant in Cross Plains. Enjoy the best burgers in the county, the popular club sandwich, or fresh crispy chicken salad, daily dinner and lunch specials, all-you-can-eat wing Wednesdays, or $2.50 hand-muddled old-fashions every Saturday. Trivia night every Thursday. Coach's Club Sports Bar also offers banquet facilities for your next party, business meeting, or team-building event. Coach's Club Sports Bar and Restaurant in Cross Plains, where sports fans gather for food and frivolity. Coach's Club in Cross Plains has a private banquet room for your holiday party or business meeting. Seating for up to 50. Reserve your next event today at Coach's Club, Main Street, Cross Plains.
baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and Stand Up to Cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit StandUpToCancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Furnace on the fritz? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to warm things up. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to bring the heat. Al Byers Indoor Comfort Systems in Cambridge and Janesville for fast furnace service. Bryant, whatever it takes. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. Unleash your inner geek at the largest arcade in Wisconsin, Geeks Mania. Hundreds of the most wanted vintage vids and pins, plus the best new games and the largest six-person X-Men game in the galaxy. Book your corporate event or birthday party in the Namco or the new Nintendo room online at GeeksMania.com. Every birthday child gets a free comic book at Geeks Mania, Odano Road, across from Rust Arrow Kia. Open Sunday through Thursday till 10, Friday and Saturday till midnight. Pay one price, play all day. Unleash your inner geek at Geeks Mania. Learn more at GeeksMania.com. All right, well, we start the movement of no more back-to-backs with the uh, the Spurs. I said it yesterday in the Daily Action Zone. Not that I thought the Bucks would lose the game. I just I felt uneasy about the matchup going two and three days. You give a good coach like Popovich two shots at it. He's you know he's gonna figure it out. Um, I know some Buck fans are like you know freaking out about the loss on Twitter after the game. I'm like, well, a it's 82 games, and b it's like I know the Spurs are down, but it's still the still the fur the Spurs, man. I don't understand how the Spurs are down. They had an eight-game losing streak this year, so they have 20 losses on the year. Eight of them were consecutive, wow. and I looked at their schedule, and over that stretch, they, they lost to like the Timberwolves and Grizzlies on that stretch, but they had like the Clippers twice, the Lakers, uh, the Blazers were healthy when they had them. Like They just had this unbelievably tough stretch, and I still, if you're coached by Greg Popovich, you shouldn't lose that many in a row, but the Spurs are much better than their... 14, they're now 15 and 20 record. I mean, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, Rudy Gay, like those guys are still ball players. Yeah, I mean, well, the Spurs shot, what, 54 point something, whatever percent from three point land? Like when a team's hot, a team's hot. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. The Bucks' last two losses, Christmas Day and now yesterday, the other team has shot above 50% from three point land. Now, how's, and, does that fall on like defense for the Bucks, or is that just a team's feeling it? I think it's give and take. I, yeah. I, you can, the Bucks are very comfortable letting certain guys take three-point shots, they'll they'll kind of, you know, forfeit those, 
right? And they, they want to get people driving or taking mid-range shots. I had a conversation with Eric Bledsoe about that the other day. But, like, the way that they operate, they're going to give up some open threes. But also, there are very talented players in the NBA. And sometimes when you get hot, and we see it with the Bucks, shooting is contagious, right? Like, mm-hmm. we talk about that all the time when the Bucks get hot at Pfizer Forum. And that's what the Spurs did uh, down there in San Antonio last night. That's what the Sixers did on Christmas Day. Sometimes you just get hot and you, you ride it out. No, the Bucks lost by 22 points. That's like the biggest That's the biggest loss I remember them taking in quite some time. Can you remember a loss they had that big? I never, honestly, like... I mean, and, not that I care about it. No, but, but honestly, like... Unless they're so the Bucks were seven point favorites last night, so if like it would have been the Spurs minus nine or something, I would have paid attention to the final score. Yeah, but like on Christmas Day they were down big and then they battled back, but really the score wasn't as close as as the final score predicted. Last night the Bucks got it to six in the third. They were down ten to start the fourth, and then I think with like five or four minutes left, there was a twelve point game, and they just didn't make that final push. So like twenty two or whatever you said it was like. Yeah, that's a big number, but you know the Bucks were in it. You know, with twelve minutes to yeah, play, yeah, people get so, upset over it. They're still thirty-two and six. That's the NBA's best record. Yeah, so I looked up yesterday and I tweeted it out. The date, the past, since Giannis came in the league, the date that the Bucks lost their sixth game of the season, the latest it's ever been was last year. Take a guess. The latest? The uh, latest they've ever lost their sixth game of the year. December 1st. November 26th. <laughs> since Giannis came in the wow. league. So basically Thanksgiving. That's crazy. So for the last six seasons, they've had six losses at Thanksgiving. They had their sixth loss of the year yesterday, and it's Damn. January 6th. So like, That's incredible. And they're still up, I want to say, five games, five and a half games on the Celtics for the number one overall seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they yeah. still have Giannis healthy. Uh, I feel well, they're the only good. team with 30 wins, too. 30, more than 30 wins. Because the Lakers have 20. Yeah, Lakers 29 and 9. 7. Celtics 25. Nuggets 25. They've also played more games than everyone. They That's have, true, they've too. They've played like yeah. four more games than yeah. the Spurs. They've played five more games, I think, now than Boston. Like, they've just, which really helps them on the second half of the year. So they're, that's nothing to complain about. But yeah, they've played more basketball. They've, I think they've done now five back to backs and they have 11 total this season. So. They're sitting pretty for the second half. Visiting with our uh, Bucks insider, Tony Cartagena. All right, how, how much uh, buyer's remorse, Tony, does the four-letter network have for uh, for Bucks and Warriors tomorrow night? I mean, look, <laughs> I'll give him credit. I see the schedule come out. That's a sexy, juicy matchup, man, you know, in, in October. You're th- I know Durant's gone, but, man, it's still Steph. It's still uh, Draymond. It's still Steve Kerr. It's Giannis. It's just the passing of the torch. And now you have – I mean, like, I we all knew – that Golden State would fall, but my God, nine and twenty-nine. Uh, poor old ESPN, right? They get all these Bucks games, and it's you know the Clippers empty the bench, or the Warriors are terrible. Like they they just can't get to dream sexy Bucks matchups this year, can they? The Warriors have two Milwaukee Public Schools products on their roster, so there is there no hate from the Warriors coming on my end. There you go, yeah. Kevon Looney and Jordan Poole holding it down for the state. So that's pretty cool. I'm all in on watching the Warriors play the Bucks. From Rodeo Queen to Radio Queen, this is the Farm Report with Reba McClone.
Welcome back. It is currently 535 right now. As we continue to head towards 6 o'clock, make sure you stick around for the rest of our show. Right around 548, we're going to have Josh Scramlin talking about the Farm Couples Weekend Workshop, where farm couples can learn more about stress management techniques on the family farm, especially in these tough economic times. So once again, that'll be around 548. And then we have a look at our markets. But before that, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agribusiness News Desk, we have Caitlin Riley talking about how farmers can connect with their consumers. As consumers look to start the new year right, Melissa Whalen says we should make it a resolution to connect with a consumer. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Kitten Riley. Whalen dairy farms with her parents and siblings near Nina, Wisconsin, and also works as a regional pool manager with Organic Valley. Educating should be a more of a top priority, but really the dairy industry, we don't do a good job of educating and differentiating and maybe doing enough that there is that perception that plant-based, which also plant-based is very much a hot trend right now, right? That's a very attractive word. People are really excited about it. They think it's healthier. We have a tremendous amount of opportunity left to educate our consumers and really just the general population on the value of dairy over plant-based. I mean, the list is tremendous of the values and the things that make dairy, real dairy, better. I feel like there is so much opportunity on the table to continue to link up with consumers if we open our minds and we, we really open our hearts and try to hear and understand where they're coming from as food producers. You know, when we start to open ourselves up to our consumers, they'll start to open up to our side and our our end of food production. Transparency is helping, but also we have such a short time span with a lot of consumers. We're in the age of, you know, we're in the time of data and people have a few seconds. And so they're not actually always taking the time to read and research and maybe watch a camera. And so I think that those that are really interested in learning more are seeing and maybe looking at a camera on a farm, they will certainly do it. But for the most part, they're not taking the time necessarily to really dig and dive. Well, growing up in the agriculture industry, you, of course, have had a lot of experience producing the food for the consumer. So what's it like in your role to be flipping that perspective and trying to understand what the consumers are looking for from their producers? Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of open-mindedness. You know, there'll be a rough morning on the farm. I'll be milking. Something will be frozen and whatever it is, and then I'll have to run down and do maybe a consumer event or work a booth. And I have to really just completely flip and all of a sudden talk about how great farming is and how great dairying is and how wonderful the cows are, which the cows are great, but not every day is great. And so there is almost that sort of like you have to step back and consistently flip for them and just constantly know the audience, know who I'm speaking with and working with and really try to understand them and where they're coming from and hear them listen and as a millennial yourself how have you noticed those trends or as you are going through and looking at that data and looking at what is leaving those store shelves as a millennial what i've noticed in trends has been really interesting i feel like they have almost moved in my favor which is really odd to say you know i remember very specifically how my grandma would like to eat and she did like to eat a lot from boxes or from even cans and she very much was that convenience consumer to all of a sudden completely flipping now to where i love to garden and grow my food and produce my food prepare my food preserve my food eat my own food and so it's been interesting interesting as a millennial I just I feel like it has gone the way I want to consume so it's cool 
So what are consumers looking for in the grocery store? She says health does not rank in the top three for consumer priorities. Yeah, I'm very surprised that health doesn't rank higher when a consumer is making a food choice. And, you know, we're in a time right now where I think that a lot of that shift towards animals, for example, you have people making food choices based on the animal welfare of a supply chain. You have individuals who are fur babies. So our dogs and cats, for example, are like our children. You know, we're waiting to to have kids later. And so I think that that is how they know to relate, how they best relate to food. And that's what's bringing them to making choices that are more in their favor towards animal welfare or social welfare or whatever that might be. And talking about food labels, and you went through this huge gamut of labels out there. We can't even keep track of them, but there's a few of them where they don't have a definition. That's right. There are many food labels that don't have a definition. There are many colors and fonts and different things that are jumping out at us. That, that really don't mean anything at all. As an organic farmer and as someone who works with Organic Valley, you guys too put those labels out there. Where do we as an industry draw the line in agriculture between working together to not be putting each other down or saying one's better than the other and instead just focus on providing that safe, wholesome product? Yeah, you know, um, as an organic industry, we've really faced our own challenges. We would love for our logo, which in our label that we've been using for over 20 years, for example, as our farm, we would love for that label to meet the needs of what the consumers want and what they're looking for, that organic consumer of what they're looking for. But we haven't evolved the organic label, to be frank. The organic label needs to continue to evolve with the consumers also, if it is going to be all-encompassing. As far as other labels, I don't necessarily feel they're competing, as long as they're representing what that farm or that co-op or what that food organization stands for. As long as you're aligned with your true self, I think that competition is healthy. Consumers want options. I think that the actually the biggest hurdle to food labeling is that as food producers, we have no control or input in it, I don't feel anymore. You know, we sort of have these buyers come to us and, and they're almost pushing what we need to be doing, what they would like to see. And then all of a sudden, the brands that we're selling to, if we're not in the direct-to-consumer market, all of a sudden we're sort of just being told. And so I think that might be the biggest hurdles. We've sort of taken the farmers away from the labeling and the differentiation we've really left it to a food industry and food companies. So there's maybe a disconnect. So current consumer values, I'm sure we're all probably noticing this, are very much around animal welfare. But where I see the consumer values definitely going is towards social justice. You have a generation, especially a generation that is up and coming, that is very concerned about other people. And they want to know where those producers or farm workers and the individuals involved in getting that food to that table paid fairly. Were they treated fairly? Did they have uh, appropriate living conditions? And so I, I see it going towards social justice, undoubtedly. And the consumer, above all, will understand and will flex to pay what they need to pay for something that they place at high enough value. M money will not be a barrier if they know that their value systems are met. Thank you again to Melissa Whalen for helping us dig into consumer trends as we look to connect in 2020. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Keaton Riley. Thank you so much, Caitlin. We'll be back and have a look at your opening market numbers after this. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. And by your dairy farmers of Wisconsin. 
Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin exists to be a tireless advocate, marketer, and promoter for Wisconsin dairy farmers by growing demand for their dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net, Facebook, and Twitter. In farming, getting things done early has a way of setting you up for success, like using Corvus for an early season win over weeds. Corvus keeps even the toughest weeds from gaining a foothold. Multiple sites of action deliver superior control of emerged weeds. And later, Corvus reactivates with just a half inch of rain to take out any new weeds that may have sprouted. So get an early season win against weeds with Corvus for end of season rewards. Always read and follow label instructions. Corvus is a restricted use pesticide. And we're back with a look at your opening market numbers and what will be impacting them. U.S. hog numbers have been on the rise since mid-2014. However, this isn't necessarily because profits are great. The last hog and pigs report released by the USDA back in December was a record setter at 77,338,000. That's 3% more than in 2018. This expansion comes despite unprofitable margins and uncertainties related to trade issues, says Jason Franken of Western Illinois University. A continuation of the upward trend in pigs per litter combined with reported farrowing intentions suggests more hogs going to market in 2020. On the world market, all eyes are on Asia and China in particular due to their production losses from African swine fever. Although held back by China's retaliatory duties, U.S. pork exports to China increased throughout 2019. In September, and October, China surpassed Japan to become our second largest foreign customer after Mexico. All of these numbers point to a somewhat higher supply of hogs and pork in 2020s, thanks Franken. And he says with higher production, one might even expect lower prices, but there are additional items to consider on the demand side, especially everything going on with African swine fever. That's been a look at what might be impacting the markets, and now here's a glance at those market numbers. Cash corn is going to start the day at 384 and a quarter, which was down a quarter cent. Well, December 2020 corn is going to start out at four dollars and three quarters of a cent, up three quarters of a cent. Bean prices were up three and a quarter cent at 938 and a quarter, while November 2020 beans were up two cents at 975 and a half. Wheat prices will start the day at 552 and three quarters, up two and a half cents. While new crop beans will start out at 565 and a quarter, up two and a quarter cent. Looking at dairy product prices now, double A butter will start the day at 187, which is down a penny, and block cheese was down three and three quarter cents, starting at 184 and a quarter. Barrel cheese will start at 158, even down six and a quarter cent. And in milk prices, February milk was at 1711, which was down eight, and March milk was down seven at 1734. That's been a look at your market numbers. We'll be back after this. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Castles? culture, and cows. That's the combination we've got lined up for you on our next agriculture adventure. I'm Pam Yankee inviting you to come along to Scotland and Northern Ireland, September 15th through the 25th. We'll start off with three nights in Glasgow, where we'll cruise Loch Lamond, tour the Inverary Castle. Then it's on to historic Edinburgh and touring the capital cities of Belfast and Dublin. Just think about the history there. You want to talk history? We'll be touring the Titanic Belfast Museum and also witnessing the breathtaking Giant's Causeway. We've got agricultural highlights included, a visit to an Ireland dairy farm, and the fantastic National Museum of Rural Life in Scotland. Call 800-826-2266 for details or email me for a brochure, pam at midwestfarmreport.com. Also online, holiday vacations, 
Ireland.com. Scotland and Ireland, join us. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. A man that knows any food tastes better when deep fried and served on a stick. This is the Farm Report with Josh Scramlin. Tough economic times in the agricultural sector can take a toll on farm families with increased stress associated with financial challenges, often leading to difficulties communicating and making effective decisions. It's Josh Scramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. And to help Wisconsin farm couples learn about stress management techniques, DATCAP and UW Extension are hosting a series of six Farm Couples Weekend workshops in the coming months. So on the phone right now, I have Jackie McCarville. She is the Extension Green County Agriculture Educator. Jackie, how's it going? Good. Let's get right into it. How did how did these events come about? How did you guys decide that you needed to create these Farm Couples Weekend workshops and focus them on stress management and communication? Well, we all know that 2019 was a terrible year for growing crops or being in the agriculture field. Um, anything from the farm milk prices to the crops to the weather. Um, so just a lot of stress being put on farmers. Uh, I know firsthand how stressful that is. I help dairy farm with my husband and father-in-law. And so just all these horrible things have kind of led to a lot of stress in our farm families, um, a lot of farm selling out. And so trying to do something to help them deal with this stress, communicate better, have a relaxing weekend away, kind of led to how we came about with these farm couple weekends. Yeah, so tell me, what what is the Farm Couple Weekend? I mean, how, how would you pitch it to people? So, workshop sounds really scary and doesn't really sound like much fun, but really it is going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun activities dealing with how we communicate with people, how how our colors are inside of us, and how we operate as people. So, dealing with that and how we can communicate better with whether it's our spouses, our children, employees, um, just dealing with those types of things and making it a relaxing yet fun weekend away. I'm reading the information that you guys sent me ahead of time and uh, just pulling from it, it says, farm couples interested in learning about stress management techniques. So what exactly does that mean? What, what are the techniques that people are going to learn? Uh, we're going to learn how we can communicate better. A lot of our stress comes from us not communicating with one another and then we get it all balled up inside of us and then we want to release it and by the time we release it we're really frustrated so just a lot on the communication end Um, and we also have some some different techniques um, whether it's meditation or just taking time to go outside and, and look for things and enjoy the little things in life uh, helping giving those some opportunities 
to those attending to just think about. And so when they go out, they can just look at the trees or the the crops still standing in the field and not be so stressed. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it's interesting because it says on many farms, farm couples are part of a unique partnership and that both spouses are typically engaged in the operation in some way. And that probably makes these very, very effective workshops. But it is interesting when you think about that because farm couples, not just regular couples counseling, it, it's, it's, it's something more than that. It's something unique. Right. Definitely. Okay, so deal more effectively with stress, learn about personality differences. How do you think things like this are going to help people on the farm? Just kind of, is it just going to make people feel more open? I think so. And, you know, we're, part of it is we're going to do a, a colors training. And when I got trained to teach colors, one of the first things I did when I came home was I gave my husband the booklet and said, answer these questions. I want to know what color you are. And when I found out what color he was, it really changed in how I sometimes ask him questions. And it also helped me understand why sometimes if we go and buy a new vehicle or something, it takes him so much longer to come up with a decision is because he's that color that like really has to think about it. And I'm a little more impulsive. So it really helps. Like when I did it, it helps me learn how to communicate with my husband and what things that like trigger him and what doesn't trigger him. So it's really helped us even in our relationship. All right. I'm thinking back to like high school psychology because I'm pretty sure I took a color test then. But just re- refresh my memory. What What is the color test? Um, so it's just some questions asking how you how you make decisions. Um, so we have blues who are very passionate people, very feelings related. Our golds are very or uh, detail oriented, like to make lists. Um, greens are very methodical and they look at everything, find the pros and cons of anything. And then we have our orange who we kind of call our, our free spirited people. <laughs> so, you know, every one of us has a little bit of that color in us. But we also have one or two colors that we're really, really high in. And so that kind of helps shape how we make our decisions. All right. I'm on the phone right now with Jackie McCarville. She is the Extension Green County Agriculture Educator. And we are talking about Farm Couples Weekend Workshops. Stress management and communication are going to be the focus of these upcoming ones in the coming months. The first one is coming up pretty quick. It's January 18th and 19th in Mineral Point. And then the second one is February 15th and 16th in Wausau. Now, we will put the full schedule on our website, MidwestFarmReport.com. Jackie, there's no cost to attend. Am I correct? Correct. You get your food, um, snacks, the hotel room. All of that is taken care of. So a weekend to relax and to learn. And then if people want to take advantage of this opportunity, how would they get a hold of you guys and let you know that they're interested? Um, so if you go to the extent, Google extension webpages and farm stress, we have a tab under there called farm couples and there's uh, the online registration is there. If you don't want to do the online registration, there's also on their uh, way to send We are asking for a $50 deposit that as long as you show up, you will get that $50 back. So just Googling extension webpage for under farm stress and all that registration information will be there. All right. I'm single. Should I just show up by myself? (laughs) No. Do you have a a close person that you're in a relationship with? (laughs) We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's complicated. It's complicated. All right. Well, wonderful. Jackie, thank you so much. No problem. This is the Farm Report.